Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Adam. And welcome back to season 15. Okay, it's working, so we're good. Don't touch nothing. Yeah, I'm not touching nothing. That's it. Sorry, we've been having a. We've been trying to. We've been trying to fix something on our. Uh, on our recording stuff, but luckily we're getting ready to upgrade soon anyway. So we won't have this issue anymore. But um, welcome to season five, fifteen. What did I say five? God damn it. You probably thinking fifteen. You probably thinking about. I was thinking five. about. I was. I was thinking about Rise Against from fucking season five. God damn it. Season fifteen. This will be episode four of our Insomnium dedication season. Uh, we've already done the first three records. We've already done In the Halls While Waiting. We've done Since the Day It All Came Down. We've done Above the Weeping World. And now we're moving on to album number four, which is called Across the Dark. It was released in 2009. It was about three years after Above the Weeping World came out. And before we get started, this is going to be our little introduction. But Amir, so uh, before we get started... How did you feel about the first three records that we listened to? Dude, I thought they were all pretty much great, man. They were so peaceful to listen to. I remember me and you were struggling to stay awake because, like, just listening to the beautiful melodies and the harmonies, like, just got us, like, drifting off into space and, like, damn near almost falling asleep, to be honest with you. That's all, I'll be honest, that's, like, that's one of the things I'm still scared of right now, going into this album, because I'm afraid we're going to have more of that. Because I'm more awake now than we were yeah. <laughs> from <laughs> from the first three. But um, I'm just worried that that's going to happen again. But I will say, I remember when you brought up this idea to me, you were going through the album. This album cover caught my eye. And I remember I told you, I was like, I have a feeling this is going to be a very dark album. Not because of the name, but just because of the album cover itself. I'm like, I have a feeling this is going to be very dark of an album. Not sound-wise, but maybe lyric-wise. So how do you think it's going to compare to the first three, especially Above the Weeping World, which I gave a 10 because that record was fucking perfect. It's going to be hard to top that because Above the Weeping World, the reason me and you loved it so much is because it had a lot of metalcore riffs. It had a lot of riffs in there that... Just, that was the riff album. That it had, Yeah, it had beautiful riffs in there. I mean, God, they were so talented on that, on that album. The first album was a lot darker themed, and the second album kind of played off a little of the first album, but it was it was more fast paced. It was softer though it too. It was softer too, yeah. Like it wasn't so, as heavy, but it was faster. Each album has had a different sort of sound to it so far, and I think with this album, it's probably going to return back to is it just a guess? I don't know. Probably back to a darker sound. Yeah, because um. I haven't listened to much from this, like maybe just a couple tracks here and there, but I remember nothing about what I heard. So it's almost like my memory was wiped, and I'm literally going back into this blind again. Because I, I remember, I, I remember I did listen to some of this album, like not much of it, but I don't remember any 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 of it. <laughs> All I know is that it happened and that I did it, but I don't remember what I heard. I don't remember how I felt. So this is going to be an interesting listen, I'm sure. But um, based on the first three, I'm looking forward to what the sound is. I'm, I have a feeling like I have a feeling maybe it's going to be different. Like based on how heavy above the weeping world was, I'm. I don't know. Like I have a feeling like this is going to be. It's going to have a different sound compared to what the first three were. 
because each one had their own individual sound and it made it unique and set it apart from the other albums. I feel like this one's going to do the same. And I feel like we might get a different sound with this one. And I have no expectations yet. I just, the only thing I'm expecting is for it to sound different. I may be right, I may be wrong, but we'll find out as soon as we start listening. So that's going to conclude our introduction pretty much. Uh, everybody stick around, and we're going to get right into the album as soon as we come right back. What's going on, everyone? This is Adam. This is Amir. And welcome back to the show. So, it's been probably about a month since we recorded anything. Yeah. And uh, y'all will hear about it in this episode. You'll probably already have heard it before this, before this recording. But uh, last time we tried to record this, we literally got through the entire album. And then, you know, we had an unfortunate glitch with our device. And it corrupted our file, and we cannot get it back. Much as me trying my best to, it's gone. <laughs> so there's literally just a recording floating out there that no one is ever ever going to get to hear of our first time initial reaction to this. This is going to be our second time recording this, and we're deciding to go back to the basics on this one. We're just going to record straight from how we usually used to do it before we got fancy microphones and all that stuff. Just until we get set up, because we do have a new setup that's that we're currently still trying to work out the kinks. And it'll take just a short amount of time, but not long. But until then, this is what we're going to do. Uh, so we're going to re-record Across the Dark today, because it's much overdue now. It's been about a month at this point. And we're going to record the first half of the album here. Because there's eight tracks. The first four tracks will be recorded here in this session. And then we will take a short intermission and then we will record the other four tracks. Just to just to kind of space it out a little bit. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and get into it. We're going to start off with track number one again, which is called Equivalence. It's going to be nice going back and actually listening again yeah because I mean it, it's been a while I haven't listened to the album since the file corrupted that's gonna be like a permanent upset in my head now because you remember how excited we were like you remember how in awe we were like a, with all these tracks like a first time reaction first time reaction and now no one's ever gonna get to fucking hear it and that just makes me incredibly sad because we already knew this was a great album. Like, we, we... After, like, the third or fourth track, we knew that this was something special. Yeah. But as I said in our original recording, a lot of people, not everyone, I'm just saying, like, from, from what I've seen, what I've heard. Yeah. For people that like to do rankings of Insomnium's records, a lot of people rank this on the lower end. 
instead of the higher end. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm, I remember in our initial episode that we did, our initial recording, I remember us saying, like, how how can it be so... So low. So low in our ranking. To everyone. I mean, obviously, we haven't heard the rest of the record, so for us, it may end up being toward the bottom end, but for right now, man, this is probably my second favorite album we've heard. But the one thing I will give everyone credit for is whenever they're talking about all these records, they'll say that Insomnium doesn't make a bad record. Yeah. So, despite how low they put certain records, they don't consider them bad. Like, they consider every album really fucking good. I mean, their, their first record had the dark, the gloomy theme to it. Yeah. But then as the albums have progressed, it's gotten lighter, above the weeping world with more kind of metalcore sounding. It's kind of like doom metal and prog and a whole bunch of genres combined. This one isn't, this, this one wasn't, wasn't really playing off of above the weeping world. This was kind of its own category. Had a nice, definitely nowhere near as heavy. Right, not above not, the weeping world was brutal. Not as heavy. So if you're into something a little wider, this probably would be the album for you. Above the weeping world, though, has superior guitar work in my opinion. Oh yeah, and that's currently still our favorite one. Yeah, those riffs are just unmatched, man. I remember I made the comparison to August First Red. I mean. August Burns Red, you gotta take that as a compliment because they have some of the best riffs in metalcore. Oh, yeah. They're still around for a reason. <laughs> New album coming out next month. It's gonna be put into season 16. That was a short little opening track. Equivalence? Yeah. But it kind of it, it continues. Yeah, it, the ending leads straight into track number two, which is called Down with the Sun. I totally forgot too that some of these songs have like a little subtle piano in the background. And out of the three that we've listened to so far, this is the shortest one out of all of them. Yeah. Because uh, only eight in the hall, in the halls of awaiting had what like eleven tra- eleven or twelve tracks. No. I can't remember. And then since the day it all came down, I think that one had like at least ten. 10 or 11 in one of those. Same with Above the Weeping World. And Above the Weeping World had, uh, I think it had 10 as well. Leading into that fucking masterpiece of a song, In the Groves of Death. <laughs> a 10 minute masterpiece. And we're just going to let everyone know right now that this is going to be our fourth record from from this group that we're recording from. And this has been the most one that we've dealt with the most bullshit on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's literally been probably about a month since we actually did our original recording of this. And that's lost forever now. And now here we are trying to re-record it again. We would have recorded it sooner had, like, the weather had not delayed everything for us. We're still reeling about being bummed out over not getting to go see We Came as Romans era of Brand of Sacrifice. So we happen to get that 
random icy snow weather. And I was like, it could have happened on any other fucking day of the week. But it had to happen that day. But it had to happen that, that, that day. That Tuesday, that Tuesday morning. <laughs> that it had to get bad. But we got plenty of more concerts coming up. By plenty, I think probably like three or four as of right now. I just bought myself a ticket to go see Black Dahlia in the first week of May because it happens to fall on a day that I'm off. So that'll be pretty fun. Looking forward to doing an episode on that and getting a lot of good recordings. I'm curious... Now that you mentioned Black Dahlia, I'm curious to see what bands they tour with, considering, well, considering they're kind of, I wouldn't say faded out, but, you know, since the death of Trevor, of Trevor, like, that's also another reason why I want to go, why I bought the ticket to see them, because they're choosing to continue on. With, with a member that's currently in the band rather than bringing an outside source. Man, I, I wonder how that's going to go down with live concerts, though, man. I wonder if people are going to, or even studio albums, I wonder if people are going to shit on them for not having that traditional sound. Because I don't know what the, I don't know what his vocals sound like. Yep, and that's another reason I want to go. It's because I, I want to experience it. Kind of like everybody with when Eddie joined the band with Suicide Silence, everybody was like, "Fuck this guy!" I don't, you know. It's just like give him a chance. He was good on some records. He had become the hunter. I think was like the peak. But whatever they've been releasing as of late, it's just it's not it's not Mitch in my opinion. Man, doesn't excite me. Like Brand of Sacrifice, Lorna Shore, Enterprise Earth, those bands, they, they get inspiration from other genres and it, they make it interesting. There's only so much fast playing and then a heavy riff and then like a breakdown that you can do before you're like, alright, this shit sounds like 90% of the rest of the Deathcore community. Like, st- that's, right. why, that's why Deathcore gets a lot of shit. It's like, dude, you gotta do something to stand out, man. <laughs> Very. Alright, now, okay, it's going to feel weird saying this because we've already listened to it, but during our original recording, when we got to track number three, this is what threw us off originally. So let's let's move on to track number three, it's called Where the Last Wave Broke. And this one was the highlight for us. That and just the riff is fucking amazing. It just starts off with a powerful riff, man. Then the guitar work gets more technical. Under those damn drums in the background.
This is my favorite track on the album. I don't, I don't remember which ones exactly were my favorite. I, I picked three on this that were this, this one was. I remember this one. And the reason why is coming up. But I know this one's one. Oh, more. I think I remember this one. This one, the the the, the guest. Yeah, the one yeah. that had on three tracks. I yeah. think it was. And this was the first one. Man. The first time we heard that, we were just like, "What?" I love, I love that dude. I love the way it, like, it blends in. He had that subtle unclean vocal in the background but the queens are taking like the forefront of it but I love how their 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 original singer is, is singing along with the same lyrics as Jules is yeah. for the cleans but he's doing it in the uncleans yeah. that's like a really nice combination right there dude just that fucking riff Some kill switch engage shit. I know. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> he got low on that one. <laughs> I really don't remember very much from what we did because, like, it was really only just the three tracks that really surprised us that I remember. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, even though we're listening to it for a second time, I don't remember much because it's been so long to we even revisited. Still like one month? Yeah. My favorite track, though. I love the way he sings that line, man. Where the last wave broke. I love the way it's song. Pianos in this in this album too, man. Random question: Do you happen to notice the back, the blurry background of the figures going in and out, coming closer and going away? Not as you mentioned it, yeah. Like kind of like a like when a camera tries to focus, yeah, it just goes in and out. Because this one just has the artwork; it doesn't have a music video or anything. Yeah. See, they just go so well together. My personal favorite track on this album. You see why, man. The clean vocals. Compliment the song really well. Great riff. Yeah. That perfect fade out at the end too. If you listen very closely, you can hear the drummer on the uh, the bass drum just going at it. 
great fucking track. Love that track. And now it's leading into track number four, which is called The Heroin Muse. Surprising band isn't more pop. Well, I mean, I say that, they're actually pretty popular, man. They they get some decent views on their music. Especially the newer singles they've been releasing. Oh, so I haven't mean to tell you. So so there's people that have been getting been doing some early reviews for their new album, Anno sixteen ninety six. And the ones that I've been seeing, I've only seen like at least two or three of them so far. But all of them in a nutshell have been saying that that their new album that's coming out, it's one of their best in years. Wow. Can I just say, I'm glad they take their time making music though. Yeah. Because Slipknot, I heard their new track, Bone Church. I think that was recorded during, didn't they say that was recorded during uh, the Iowa, the Iowa era? I have no clue, but it's not, that, it's not good, man, I'm sorry. (laughs) But Slipknot has not impressed me in years. Ever since we are not your time. I did enjoy that album though. We are not your time? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great that's a it's, great it's album. A good album. But since then they just they haven't haven't impressed me at all. The the end the end so far, that's not it. we probably shouldn't have gave that album as much shit as we did. Yeah. But I mean like it's still I wouldn't say it's like a fantastic album though. It's not, man. So we, we definitely shout out in a little bit as more than we should have because it's not as bad as it's not as bad as it actually is I feel like they rushed that record though well we deducted the reasoning for that because remember I think it was like alright we got one last contract to fulfill with Roadrunner and we're tired of their shit so let's just put something out fulfill the contract and get out yeah that's why they called it the end so far because yeah. they were changing labels man uh, so I don't hold nothing against them for that because I love Slipknot. Same with I'm Ask always going to love Slipknot. Same but I mean, with Ask and Ask, man, man. Like a house on fire with a shift storm. The, result, the only good, the only somewhat decent track on that album was the title track. They're so titled who has a bouquet track. But like a house on fire with a bad. Dumpster fire. See what's on the inside was a little bit better. A little bit but better. again, it wasn't, It was, I still wouldn't call it great. No, and they, 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 Barely released like a house on fire, and then immediately afterwards, like released. Uh, see what's on the inside, and I don't know. I'm hoping for more. Yeah. Man, I, I really wish they would have. Well, I don't know how the future albums are going to go, but I hope they have some clean songs, like some like clean vocals. I assume they, they they just experimented with that for this record, and it wasn't for the whole thing. It was only for like maybe three or four tracks. Yeah. But in my opinion, I feel like it worked. It worked a lot, dude. And from what I've seen, it doesn't look like they do it again. Yeah, like okay. may, maybe they'll I think they guest star like maybe a, a couple other musicians and stuff and not for clean vocals this one might be like a one and done kind of a thing yeah that's sad dude I hope the new album has some 
I've only heard maybe two tracks from their new album. They just released another one called The Witch Hunter, but I haven't listened to it because I, I need to save that for when we actually do the album. Because it comes out in like a week or two. We haven't said much about this track. <laughs> but it is a clean zone, I do like it a lot. I like this nice little slow down here. And that's one thing they do pretty well at is like just going crazy for most of the song, having a nice little slow down to get a break, let other members shine. And then they pick it right back up again. Like they, they know how to work a crowd in a band. pretty much. Yeah, they know they how to work, work in a band. Yeah, in a band as well. Every member has their moment to shine. Instead of just playing through a straight song, sometimes well, it's good to have slowdowns like that and just to let the other instruments shine through. You know, it's like it's like when a band like has puts guitar solos into their songs, where it's just a moment where there's no singing and it's really just. The guitar player shining, you know? Yeah, it's just not, uh, not Metallica, where everyone complains about the bass not being heard. <laughs> I'll let you record, a uh, an episode about Saint Anger. Yeah, no, fuck that. I don't want to hear that goddamn trash can they used to record the drums. Fuck that. That was like the that's the worst snare drum I have ever fucking heard. How do you mess up the tune in that bad? Metallica's a bad band now, dude. <laughs> Besides, we need to shine a spotlight on bands who deserve more credit, like Insomnium. Metallica's good, and they're past their prime. Bands like these need to shine. Alright. That's the first half of Across the Dark. And our recording is fine, because as you can see, our mic is still working. Good. So... We're, we're, we're through with the first half, so that's good. We're making progress. So everybody just hold on for just a quick minute. We're going to take a brief intermission, and we will come back, and we will start the second half of this album. And I'll tell you, man, after we are done recording this album, <laughs> I'm going to have a mild celebration. <laughs> because nobody understands like how much bullshit... <laughs> has gone into trying to record across the dark. It's been a lot of bullshit. Like it got it got to the point where like I literally had to talk to you and say, hey, like shit's getting out of hand and we have to stop we have to stop recording for, for a while. <laughs> That's how bad it got. So we came back today. We tried to get back into it. It seems to be going good so far. So Everybody just hang on and we'll be right back.
And welcome back, everyone. Uh, we just took a little break, a little short intermission from finishing part one of Across the Dark. The episode turned out good. <laughs> so, well, part one turned out good, I should say. So, the first half is done, thank God. We didn't have any issues. So now we're going to go ahead and move on to part two. And we are going to... Okay, well, first, before we do, I want to I say this, just because... I remember doing it in the, our original recording, so I'll do it again here. So what did you think of the first half of the album? I thought the first half was pretty damn good, to be honest, man. Where the last wave broke is where it really started to take off for me, man. That song was just fantastic. Clean vocals being introduced. Even on the heroin year, they had some clean vocals as well. And it was from the same the same clean vocalist, too, uh, Jules. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was fantastic, man. But now we're gonna, yeah. I'm, I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. Where the last wave broke is literally still my favorite track on this whole album, just because I loved the way they implemented the cleans in there, and I loved how the uncleans and the cleans, when they were singing the same lines, they were kind of intertwining, whilst trying to be like light and dark at the same time. It's a really nice mirroring there, and I really like that. So let's go ahead and start off with was it track number five? And then this is called Against the Stream. I have some damn bullet for my Valentine like skills to amend. Dude, I think I think you said something like that in the original recording. <laughs> That's kinda of funny that you mentioned it again. Like something off of screaming fire. Oh the top, oh the top. It's like it's killing time. I'm telling you, in 16, we're going to go back and start listening to some older records. We're going to throw in some old Bullet in there, too. We're probably going to throw in some old Lincoln Park, some Bullet, some old Shinedown. We're going to go back to, like, the early, mid-2000s. I think this is like a six minute track. Yeah, six it minutes. But it doesn't seconds. feel that way, man. It feels like it's one continuous, like, non stop musical experience, man. If you feel this way about Across the Dark, I mean, I haven't listened to it yet, but if you feel this way about Across the Dark, I can only imagine what it's going to be like whenever we get to Winter's Gate. I know, right? <laughs> Cause that is one long song. That's the one single 40 minute track. Just broken up. It was only, the reason it was broken up into seven tracks was because of it being released on streaming services. Yeah. So that recording should be pretty simple. Like, we're not even going to say, like, this is part two, part three. We're just going to be like, we're just going to let it play. <laughs> yeah. 
That's really pretty much it. The way it just like explodes into the chorus, dude, it's just, and the chorus is like. Their guitar work has been on point through all four of these records. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Their guitar work, especially during the chords, is where it really shines, man. Like, listen to that little riff going on in the background, just behind the vocal. It's subtle, but when you hear it, you're, you're just amazed by it. And now we get the calm. I didn't catch that during the first recording. I didn't either. That's so listen nice to that. To listen to. That's so peaceful. You can still hear it. We're sorry that it keeps skipping like that. It's just that's YouTube slowly trying to catch up. Should have that for every every artist now. Why don't you try pulling them up? See, so at least you can read them. Cause I can pull, I can just pull them up here on my laptop. I get the chance to talk to them at that concert with my VIP shit. Yeah. I'm gonna tell them that we listened to all their records, but I'm gonna tell them that the most bullshit we went through was across the dark. <laughs> but I, obviously, I'm gonna say, you know, it's, it wasn't because of y'all or the music in general. It was just 
it was right around that time where we started having production issues and it was through this record that we had the most toughest time getting through and it's the shortest one out of the three we did alright so track number six is called Delay of Autumn so let me know whenever you're ready and then I'll start yeah alright go ahead alright here we go Delay of Autumn track number six Let me know if you see any lines that stand out. I like songs that start with start with like that little soft I think, drum in the end. I think this might have been one of the ones that you liked. I think so. On the original. That's so nice sounding. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't really a big loss that we had to do it a second time. We're because all this stuff is still. We're like relearning it again. Yeah. It's, it's probably just because we took all that time off instead of trying to record it again, like literally the next couple days. Right. Dude, after the first verse, that already has like another slowdown. I don't remember that. Catching stuff that we didn't catch in the original recording. Tracks. Great consistent 
fucking drum work, and, and like, in some of the songs, man, it sounds like he's just beating the shit out of the drums, and I love that, man, I love when the drums have, like, it's almost like he, behind them. It's almost like they drank a Red Bull, and then got all hyped up, and then they're like, alright, go. <laughs> How are you liking the lyrics? I like them, man. Pretty good. I'm, I'm reading up on some of them here, and it's like... Some of these, I, like, I, I never would have expected him to say some stuff on here. Listen to that rhythm. Like, watch this. It's literally like this. It's like... It's almost like that. It's like a, it's like a little rhythm swing back and forth. I just realized this was like a nine-minute track. Yeah, this is the longest track on the album. Though. Yeah. We're only about five minutes in. on these slow sections that you could really fall asleep in. I know, dude. It's so peaceful to listen to.
So this song is supposed to be about comparing relationships to seasons, essentially. Huh. So how they're always changing. With summer, he's saying like how memory, like like this one. But now the summer dreams are bent like grain against the side, and memories of blissful days they fall like leaves. So he's saying like summer is pretty much like the glory days where every you're doing activities, it's all fun and stuff like that. And he's comparing summer to like the beginning of a relationship, the honeymoon phase. But then as the weather gets colder, as the seasons come along, the relationship progresses. That things start to become like leaves start to fall, things start to change, and everything pretty much starts to fall apart. So that, that's kind of what they're talking. It's kind of like a, a nice metaphor for a relationship. And it kind of goes into like, it kind of goes like in a full circle pretty, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. What do I hear when you're gone? The wind heroine cry. What do I hear when you're gone? The sighing of the languid grief. Cold creeps in, silver crowns the land. Long are the evenings now. Grave the ghost wait. Dark treat their emptiness in the darkening sky. All the world is but a barrel shrouded in white. Wow. Like, man, they got some fucking deep lyrics. <laughs> but you never would have picked that up just listening to it. Could you get right. lost in the music? And that's pretty much what we've been doing. Going on four albums now. Yeah. Glad we're starting to pick up on it, though. Oh, yeah. I think this recording is probably coming out just as good as our original. I think so, man. It's nice just going back and listening to it and reflecting on things. Hopefully we won't have that issue anymore where we can just kind of do it one shot. God, dude, I hope not. <laughs> it, it seems like we're doing well so far, though. We don't seem to be having any issues. Alright, let's get into track number seven. And this, is, this one's called Into the Woods. I think I remember this one. We really didn't really have... I don't... As far as I know, I don't remember us having, like, an issue with this record. No, not at all, dude. I know we just, like, awed at it because of the cleans that we have. the way that riff just came in, dude. I 
I don't know how they do it, man. So effortlessly, too. so tired when we listen to their records just I think, it's, uh, I think they have an effect to just make things like so peaceful to dude I just to, I man. just closed my eyes for like 10 seconds <laughs> just to just to rest my eyes for a second and I started drifting off a little bit while the song was playing well they do an effective job I guess Listen to that. on to the final track called Weighted Down With Sorrow. There's something that I wanted to tell you that I think I might have mentioned in our first recording, but now that I have better access to online while we're doing this, I can tell you personally. So, their clean vocalist, his name is Jules Navari, and apparently he's from a band called Profane Omen, mm-hmm. and Enemy of the Sun. 
and they got they got a guest keyboardist to play on the album from the band Swallow the Sun. Which I've heard of. The album was chosen as Album of the Month September 2009. And the song, which is what we're about to listen to, Weighted Down with Sorrow, is dedicated to Mika Tinkula. And who that gentleman was, was Finnish heavy metal musician. He was the lead guitarist and the main songwriter for the band Sentence until they disbanded in 2005. And also for that, for three years, he was actually the band's vocalist from 1989 to 1992. Then I'm guessing they got a, uh, they got another singer. After Sentence disbanded, Tunkula withdrew from publicity, and on February 18, 2009, he died in his hometown of a sudden heart attack caused by a genetic heart disease. On February 22nd, his former band members remembered him in an obituary published on the official Sentence website as a dear friend, a truly remarkable artist and musician, and the very soul of what used to be Sentence. Rest not, brother, in your music and in our hearts you will live forever. And then they talk about how uh, Insomnium wrote the song Weighted Down With Sorrow, dedicated to that guy. Yeah. And that's what the song is that we're about to hear. So let's go ahead and finish off Across the Dark by listening to the final track on the album, Weighted Down With Sorrow. You can even tell it's sad, dude. <laughs> yeah, you can. I'm on this website called songmeaning.com looking at the lyrics. Yeah. Someone with, like, uh, the lyrics are very nihilistic because it talks about how, like, like, for some, some of the lines are like, only the end of the road, one is born to bear within, stuff like that. He just talks, like, my, my world is mere cold. He just talks about, like, how the world is cold and like it's a different contrast from people saying like you should live life to your fullest and this song is pretty much talking about like the most depressing darkest thoughts one could possibly think of shit that's crazy listen to that riff beautiful I think I heard him say the name of the track. Wait, yeah, uh, what he said, wear off the sorrow. But he does say weighted down the sorrow in at some point. Yeah. Ironically, their fifth studio album, which is the one we're gonna do next, it's, it's called One for Sorrow. <laughs> 
I've seen some people rank one for sorrow a, a little bit higher than this one. Really? Yeah, a little bit higher than Across the Dark. This is so fucking good, dude. It is, man. Fuck, man. Like, they haven't wrote anything bad whatsoever. None. time we get to if we keep going on a good pace we can probably be done we could probably get up to NO1696 probably by the time it comes out because if we if we finish this one and do one for sorrow today then that means next week we can do shadows of the dying sun and winter's gate next week and literally by two weeks from now, we'll be on a heart like a grave. And by that point, it's going to be just a few short days before their new album comes out. So it'll be like perfect timing. And then once Anno 1696 is over, we'll just have all of March to to wait and relax until we go to the concert at the end of April. And then that's it. Can't get that riff out of my head, please. This is the only song on the album that has that like dark gloominess of some of their earlier work. Yeah. We have finally done it this time. About time. <laughs> After like a month of going through all the shit, finally finishing the album properly this time. 
and possibly doing an even better recording than we did for the first one. So, what did you think of Across the Dark? I thought it was an all-around great album, dude. Like, there, there wasn't anything that led up on this album. I loved the introduction of, like, the clean vocals into some of the songs. The lyrics were fantastic. The last song being a tribute to end the album the way it did is just... This was, like, perfect, dude. Literally. Let me see if I can find anything else that's, uh... Because where the last wave broke, that was like what kind of hooked us onto this album. That, yeah, that, definitely. That song alone, man, still my favorite on the album. If I'm being honest with you. So on the Finnish album charts from 2009, this album peaked at number five. Damn. Well, the finish, they know some good fucking music when they hear it. <laughs> it's true. Looks like that's about it for everything I can think of for this. Everything now is just moving on to one for sorrow. Alright, well, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but we are actually finally going to wrap up our recording for Across the Dark. Because the last time I said that, it didn't work. <laughs> so we hope you all enjoyed it. We definitely did. I honestly think it was probably better for us to listen to it a second time. Since we literally didn't remember pretty much anything. Almost anything from our original. So it was good to go back and listen to it again. A damn fine album. I understand why people probably would rank this low on their list if they were to do like an album ranking for their albums. But this is in no fucking way, shape, or form a bad album at all whatsoever. It is definitely like, it's up there. It's a damn good record. And for what they did to try to experiment with Cleans by getting Jules Navarre to come on and, and sing Cleans on three of the songs on this record was amazing. I think he did an amazing job exiting the cleans and the fact that Nilo combining his uncleans with Jules's cleans together for some of the tracks was amazing. It definitely worked on where the last wave broke. Damn fine album. And I think ever I think it deserves a listen from anyone who's never heard it before. If you've never heard of, heard of Insomnia, pick any one of the records. I'm sure you'll love each one, but if you want a good starting point, start here. Start here with Across the Dark. You won't be disappointed. So that's going to go ahead and do it for us. I'm going to have a massive celebration on my own time for finally properly finishing this record. Because I dealt with a lot of bullshit the last, the last month trying to get to this point. But we want to thank you all for listening. We hope you all enjoyed, and we will see you all whenever we start album number five, which is One for Sorrow.